Hello and welcome to this week's The Two Pinter. This week we have uh, myself, Gaz, and Jono. Hello. And this week, as an added feature of our Two Pinter uh, podcast, we are bringing in the regular. And this week's the regular is Dan from Sheffield. Hello, Dan. Hello, Gaz. Hello, Jono. Uh, great, great to have you, Dan. Um, we're trying out this new feature, as, uh, as we're called The Two Pinter. Um, yeah. We've got other features that we have in our podcast, such as the barmaid who asks uh, questions each week. Um, but this is our new feature, which is called the regular. And every now and again, every couple of weeks, see how this one goes and see how um, how we can manage it. And um, we'll try and have other regulars come in uh, and add to the podcast. So you can find us on Facebook or on Twitter at Pinter Two. That's Facebook or Twitter on at Pinter2. And we're basically, me and John are two mates from uh, uni from about 10 years ago who like to argue about sport. Jono's a, a Blackburn and Arsenal fan in football um, and then a, an, a, an Englishman on, on every other sport. Um, and I'm a Liverpool fan who's, uh, who's also a Welshman. Uh, and this week, Dan, you're Irish or are you English this week? This week. You're Irish. Wales, this week. I'm <laughs> good, good. Unless England are playing Wales. And you have the. We, we've put, brought in a good week to bring you in because you're a Man United fan. I am. Ah, oh, excellent. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so we may well discuss that, but before we uh, discuss, uh, well, I suppose part of the Man United discussion, the first uh, area I thought we'd discuss is Champions League from last week. Uh, Spurs and Ajax uh, who do we think produced the biggest shock Jono do you, do you want to go first on that uh, I'll go I'll go Spurs I think actually um, although uh, Juve will probably one of the well Juve and Juve you, you see were both sexy uh, pre-tournament picks obviously Juve saw Ronaldo but yeah I just uh, I, I just don't think anyone thought Spurs were getting past uh See, and I accidentally fell the pedigree of knocking out Real Madrid last round, and yeah, I really thought City were going to put Spurs to the sword a bit in the second leg and, uh, and take it apart. Whereas I had the uh, yeah, there was a one all a bit close, you know, a bit closer. Um, so, so both were big shocks, and I obviously a, a very talented young side, not nearly as expensive as, as even the Spurs squad, but yeah, I really didn't see Spurs without to get a result with the Eddie had or enough of a result, and um, yeah, didn't see anything like the. Uh, Absolutely thrilling seven goals that we saw. Yeah, oh, I'll say Spurs. yeah, fair enough. I mean, we did discuss last week what we thought would happen. Um, we both predicted City to go through. At, I think you said uh, over after extra time, and I thought they'd do it in, in full time. So I suppose neither of us gave Spurs a prayer. Dan, did, did you manage to see? Did you see the game? Did you see? Uh, what did you think of the match? The City Spurs match. Yeah. Yeah, fantastic match. I mean, like Jono says, I don't think many people thought Spurs really had any chance of going through. I probably would slightly disagree. I would say the Ajax result, while obviously they came back, you know, that fantastic result against Real Madrid, obviously Madrid haven't been great this season, have they? No. Uh, And obviously, you know, Juve produced that great comeback of their own against the Leco Madrid with the Ronaldo hat-trick. So... While I actually they had form in beating Madrid, I still thought Juve would go through. Mm. Um, so, but no, they were both 
you know, both great results for a neutral, which I guess I am now. Uh, <laughs> <in the Champions League. laughs> so, yeah, no, both. I mean, obviously, the City Spurs match was fantastic to watch. I didn't see the uh, the Juventus match, so but yeah, no, great results for both teams. Yeah, the, the Ajax one was funny because um, Juventus didn't really they took the lead, um, and then once Ajax got the well, got the goal back and then took the lead in the second half, Juve never really threatened. It was only ever it looked like Ajax were just going to score more and more goals. And um, yeah, maybe everyone's underestimated Ajax this season if they've proved perhaps it wasn't as fluke by uh, if they've knocked out now Madrid and Juve um Spurs was a, was like more of a shock uh, perhaps in that sense and they've only uh, I suppose Dortmund was quite a big result for them as well though well m- moving forward then do we think so Ajax play Spurs in the next round in the semis and it's Liverpool Barca in the other semi any thoughts on who's going to get to the final and who's going to win yeah. Uh, go on, after. Yeah, go on, sorry, John. I'm not very good at this, am I? But go on, John, you go first. Uh, I'll say, uh, I'll optimistically say Barcelona on one side and. Very optimistic. Yeah, maybe, yeah no, these are optimistic and, uh, yeah, maybe, maybe higher there. But I'll say faster. Maybe Ajax again. They look at me as a team of destiny at the moment. Um, it, it's a really tough one to call up, but either game could go either way. And I think, I think a very good value for winning against Juve. I just didn't really think Juve offered anything. I thought IX, well, they did eventually get a late goal, but they were they were pushing for more, and they just um, just seem to have got a, a young squad who seems to be carefree and just yeah enjoying what they're doing, and mm. not sort of intimidated by the moment or, or maybe too too uh, too young to what to worry about it really, and just enjoying it while he's there. Spurs, yeah, the injuries a bit there. Um, will Kane be back? Um, even Sizoko down at it. The centre midfield's looking a bit thin. But not 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 that far to be complaining about Sizoko missing the game. Um, yeah, you just wonder if he'll get a bit too much for Spurs, um, whilst also trying to find the top four in England. Um, yeah, Barca handled United fairly easily, didn't they? And, and Liverpool obviously handled Porto very easily. You'd think the winner's coming from that side. Um, and it'll come down to can the much for only Liverpool defence of this season fairly. Can they handle the the Messi's and well, maybe Messi really Suarez and can't be that good this season, have they? Um, and can yeah, can Barca at the other end keep out your electric front three? But yeah, I'll go Barca. Barca, right? Yeah, and Dan, I suppose you had you had first hand sighting of uh, of how good Barca were in in their performances against United. What's your thoughts? Uh, yeah, they were fantastic. I think a lot of it was to do with how bad we were. Which I guess is another discussion, isn't it? <laughs> um, I guess for your tie with Barcelona, I don't know how much it's going to be influenced by what Liverpool are going to prioritise, whether it's going to be the league or the Champions League, uh, being this late stage in the season. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the Ajax, I mean, the Ajax game, I think people are probably going to stop underestimating Ajax now. Um, so, I mean, that's, I think that's all the. I don't know, I guess like you said, the Barcelona-Liverpool game, probably the two best sides left in the tournament. So, while you say that's the tie of the tournament, I think, I just don't know what's going to happen in the spurs Ajax game. I think that could be a really exciting game to watch. Mm. Um, but I probably would say, I'm still going to pick Spurs for the for that tie. After Liverpool, I really think that could go either way, but I guess I hope Barcelona, so I'm going to stay with Barcelona. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, I, I, can, I, can, I can see why you both hope Barcelona win. Um, I, I think, well, I, it goes without saying, really, I think we're in a better position to, to challenge Barca than, than United, uh, where I think we've got, we hold more of a threat going forward and we're much, much more solid at the back. Um, but, I, but I think the midfield battle is probably going to be the, the key area. Um, whether, whether we've got uh, Henderson, uh, who I think just seems to have hit a bit of form coming into the world at the end of the season, uh, who can control that midfield, uh, and Fabinho over Busquets, and um, well, whichever combination of, of youngsters they play in there, I suppose they, they could play uh, Ratic in there. Um, yeah. I, I, again, I suppose I'm probably heart overhead, but I, th- I think we we've got too much to offer for for Barca. Uh, we have the second leg at Anfield, which usually gives us uh, a bit of a lift. Um, yeah, I, th- I think you're right. We probably will be focusing on the Premier League, but the the fixtures work out quite nicely. We've got Huddersfield on Friday, uh, this Friday, and then Barcelona away uh, the following Wednesday. So there's a, there's a decent break there. And then it's Newcastle, seven forty-five uh, the week Saturday uh, away, and then our home tie against Barcelona is on the on the following Tuesday. So there's, yeah, we we've got a decent turnaround in terms of when the fixtures are played. Do you think it'll be in Klopp's mind? Sorry, no, go on after you then. I think. Do you think it's going to be in Klopp's minds, or you know that you're going for two trophies, or do you think with the momentum you've got to go in? He's going to be picking his best sides for the remaining, well, five, ten, six games. Yeah, he's he, he making sort of comments um, similar after the game against Cardiff, um, or no, sorry, against the after the Porto game. He's sort of saying, you know, yeah, everyone wants us to win the league, and if we don't win the league, it'll be a shame. But we're also in a semi-final of the Champions League, so if we end up just winning the Champions League or just getting to the final of the Champions League, that's not a bad season. Um, which I suppose it kind of got lost, really, because the focus has been, certainly from a fan perspective, so much on the uh, on the league. Uh, but I think Klopp's clearly a seasoned pro and um, the top manager knows what he's doing. I think he'll focus the minds um, that you know any trophy. And, and bear in mind, Klopp hasn't got a trophy yet. Um, he's been to finals and, and lost finals for Liverpool, um, yet to win one. I, I think if you ask Klopp, I think he would. Snap me hand off it either. I don't think he'd have a preference over league or or, um, or Champions League. John, were you, were you going to? I think um, yeah, I think Dan's point about your, your score conversation though is very valid, and um, yeah, I think in in your, in your midfield you've probably got some options, and you, you spend heavily there um, in the summer. But it'd be interesting to see what you can do if you need to. And it's it's already been pretty relentless recently, and you're right, games aren't. I'm on the fact badly for you before the Champions League, but you uh, you still have got pressure every game. You're still battling with City. Um, and you haven't really got another option in the front three, and you haven't really got another option across your defence, really. And so he's um, he's a very very good first eleven, but um, you sort of got yeah, that first 13, 14, 15 players. But I don't, I don't think there's loads to bring in. I don't think bringing in Origi or Sturridge for one of your games would fill your confidence. Nor would. Uh, I suppose Gary is coming back from injuries and he's seen yeah. his option at centre back. Um, and Chamberlain yeah. as well. Chamberlain coming back, is he? Yeah, Ch- Chamberlain. Yeah, he's he a pretty good centre midfielder. I just um, I wonder if your front three is off the boil. He isn't really. Uh, I'd be worried about 
<laughs> yeah, well, I, I, yeah. I, I suppose my argument would be there's only what five games left to play now, um, or six if you include the Champions League final. Um, yeah, they're all all the front three are firing. Uh, I know one of them could get an injury at any point. You say that we we spent heavily in midfield. We we spent as much in midfield as we did in on our defence and our goalie. Um, the only place we didn't uh, strengthen was up front. Um, and yeah, with, with Chamberlain coming back, that gives us another option. Uh, Shakiri's not played for months now. I don't know what he's done to, done to deserve such a, um, a shunning from uh, from Klopp. He's not even coming on as a sub. Um, but Shakiri was showing us um, his potential coming off the bench earlier in the season. Yeah, I, 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 I'm not particularly worried about squad rotation at this point. I, I, I just, um, I suppose, my worry is. The emotional impact of uh, of how how relentless City have been, um, and whether the players. I hope they don't, and I hope Klopp's got them focused, and he seems to have so far. But if the players do, you know, if United City going to beat United comfortably in uh, tomorrow, which isn't um, <laughs> isn't above the realms of possibility, uh, does how how does that impact on uh, on a Liverpool side who've had to scrape out results, um, and we thought that maybe Spurs United might be able to do us a favour and. If that doesn't work, then you think, well, <laughs> where is this result coming from that gives uh, that gives us an advantage? It doesn't seem... Is it the last three games now you've had to play your game following City? Is that right? It's got to be at least two games that you've played first at the weekend. Yeah, it we... It doesn't seem, seem to have impacted you so far. No, but, they, I mean, they played... I think they played Fulham first a couple of weeks back. Um, and then they... Yeah, I suppose Spurs, Spurs was the big game, yeah. We, I mean, we weren't great against Cardiff. Um, and our our game against Cardiff was perhaps looked hard, or we played out harder than they did against Spurs, maybe. I, I don't know, maybe, maybe that's a bit harsh, because Spurs had some chances, didn't they? But Yeah, I, I don't know. I, maybe maybe we are more resilient and stronger than, than I'm giving us credit for, but I, I, yeah, I think that would be my worry, as opposed to um, any injuries or... Um, yeah, a misfiring front three. Um, but I, I'd, I'd happily talk about Liverpool uh, possibly winning the title uh, all night, but we probably probably should move on. Um, the uh, the other sport that we talked uh, heavily last week was boxing. Um, we talked about Amir Khan uh, going to fight Crawford. Um, and Dan, I don't know whether I've, so I've sprung this upon you, but you're, um, you had the barmaid question, or you came up with the barmaid question uh, this week. So do you want to give us what that question was? And Jono, you have a go at answering it, uh, tackling it first? Yeah, I think it was a, yeah, and the question was, so if Khan was to retire now, what would his legacy be in boxing? Uh, a very, very solid boxing career, I think. Um, and I'm a Khan fan, a Khan apologist, me uh, obviously. Started off with a great amateur record for, for a very young man. Um, but, uh, but, but he's got a right to be proud of. He was only beaten by a very good Cuban who later beat in a rematch. Um, he wasn't only beaten, sorry. He was, he was beaten in the Olympics. And I mean, he's only, he only had lost one to the amateurs because he's not a little machine He's had a very good amateur career. He's won, he's won 12 belts of different weights. He is 
you know, he's, he's not the, the highest class, the highest calibre. He's not in the, in the main, certainly not the main you know, the back of this world. But I think, bridge uh, wise, it'd be uh, probably not top five British fighters all the time. He'd have an outside argument for top ten, but certainly probably top fifteen, I'd say. Um, I think he's, he's obviously. Uh, He's obviously got an issue with his chin. Uh, he got put down on Saturday night in the first round. Um, but he's, he's, he's certainly one of the more exciting fighters I think we've had. He, he, he's barely ever in a bad fight. That's probably because he doesn't take a bunch great. But <laughs> he gets back up. Um, and and you know, he doesn't get back up from a, from a low blow, but we can get to that. Um, I think overall, he's, he's had a very good career. He's won titles multiple weights. Uh, the missing the Kelbrook fight wouldn't be ideal. But... Um, yeah, he's, he's you know he shared the ring with some great fighters. You can't fault some of the calibre of some of the people he's been in with. Um, the the Peterson loss, I think, is is a bit of a farce because Peterson was a uh, failed drug test a bit late. That should be a no contest, and then he lost to Preston Garcia on great losses. Um, but then yeah, Canelo and, and Crawford, are, yeah, you know he's fighting two of the best around at the time. And uh, yeah, and then you look at some of his other performances, the likes of. Nick when he first won the title and the Devin Alexander performance that, that was you don't you won't see a better one from now I don't think he was absolutely masterful that night um, so I think he had a pretty good career you, you always wonder what might be if he hadn't sort of taken probably a couple of years off really in his prime chasing Mayweather what else he could have done there and I'd love to have seen the Brook fight a few years ago but overall I think um, he gets a lot more stick than he deserves I think he's, he's always entertaining he's as quick as you'll see a fighter he, um, he doesn't take punch very well, but, but that makes him exciting. And yeah, I think um, he can go with his head held pretty high. Though. Um, I'll temper that slightly with not sh- quite sure what happened on Saturday night. It did seem like they were trying to find a way out because he mm. was getting, getting sadly beaten. And that's the thing you brought up then about um, you know, he did well against Canelo and he fought Crawford, but he got soundly beaten by both of them, really. You can give him. Credit for hanging on in there with with Canelo and um, but he he still his dodgy chin or <laughs> whether it was whether it was just his he was just outboxed um, by by Canelo and Crawford Crawford certainly uh, over the weekend he the, the point when it got stopped um, for that low blow uh, Crawford initially said it was it wasn't a low blow but it definitely was a low blow um, he uh, yeah when it, when it got stopped he had he, he was down on all the score. Well, he was on one judge. He was down on all the scorecard, uh, down on all the rounds to uh, to Crawford. Uh, on the other two scorecards, one had given him a round in round two, and the other one had given him a round in round three. So, across each round, uh, he was two or three uh, judges thought he'd lo- he'd lost the round. Um, so he was, he was soundly being soundly beaten at the time. Uh, and the, and yeah, I think it does sound like he looked for a way out on Saturday. He had he could have taken the or him and his trainer could have taken the five minutes um, for the low blow, uh, and they quit after a couple of minutes. I don't think they even took half the time, um, which which all seems a little bit odd. Well, it's especially odd given he didn't need to take this fight, and I think we're never really going to know why the fight ended like it did mm. on Saturday night. I mean, like Jono said, actually, if you, I mean, well, Gaz will know this, I don't like Harry Khan, but if you, if you take out his personality, he has had a very good career, and actually, some of the losses he had, uh, like Jono said, the Peterson loss, well, I think, I think I'm right in saying, didn't he have, he had the, he had the belt reinstated afterwards, because Peterson 
shown to be taking drugs, maybe I'm wrong on that. I'm sure Khan actually had the belt given back to him after that loss. No, you are. He fought Garcia after the belt, so I'm pretty sure that's right. Yeah, and then, like you said, you look at his other losses, you know, before Saturday, Tanello, well, again, I think he was ahead on the judges' scorecards before he got knocked out. Granted, he did get knocked out, but he wasn't being outboxed. Uh, Garcia, certainly at the time, and even now, you know, he's not a bad fighter. That's all to lose. Obviously, the press got a fight. You know, it's a strange one, but that's, that's going back quite a long time now. So, uh, he's always taken big fights, which, you know, is to his credit. Um, I think, again, what Jono touched upon, the chasing Mayweather, I mean, that probably took out a good couple of years of his career, didn't it? Mm. Um, so, and yeah. It- a fair play, I think. Yeah, as you know, I don't like Amir either. But um, I saw somewhere that he's he's fought or um, he's fought either 13, thirteen, I think it was, current champions or people who went on to be a champion. Um, so he's fought he's fought a good pedigree of boxers uh, across his career, and like I say, he has won a majority of them. Um, yeah, we haven't uh, mentioned, of course, mentioned the Madonna, Madonna fight as well, which is yeah. mm. um, probably his most entertaining. I think he got fight of the year back in 2010, 11, when or 12, and it was, and that was an absolute cracker, and that was probably one of the rare ones where he, he did take some absolutely monstrous shots and, and looked like he was out of different stages but managed to come through and um, show the heart, which is, I suppose, the surprising thing about Sally, really, because you, know, you can say what you, you want about him, and he's a weird character, and he disappeared for a couple of years, and he did, um, and he does seem to talk more than he delivers sometimes but he, um, he's not been a critic you know, he's, he's been pulling his arse a few times and has, has gone back up and then carried on fighting so to, um, to just disappear in a Crawford fight I mean yeah I mean, Canelo was obviously too big and was in a maritime but he, you know Khan won some rounds Crawford's probably the first time where he's been absolutely comprehensively beaten um, mm. and, and maybe that was, that was enough to demotivate him but it's, it's not been uh, he obviously claimed afterwards that he wasn't quitting he just was, was too much but uh, yeah, it doesn't fit the pattern, and maybe if, if if he is looking for a way out now, maybe there is a time to call it quits. Um, but obviously, if they do want to make the Kelbro fight, I'll still I'll still pay pay per view, and I'll still tune in and watch. Yeah, I think it'd be funny one for Khan to finish now. Um, I think, yeah, I just don't think he's he's gone out. Um, he's lost a lot of fans, hasn't he, over over the last sort of forty eight hours? Um, I think it'd be a funny time to 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 quit now because it would look like he would. He just really is avoiding Kel Brook. Um, I think he has to he has to take Brook now. I don't think I don't think there's much of an option now. I don't know where else he could go. Is there? Uh, I mean, yeah, it's really interesting watching him fight uh, Samuel Vargas to fill the Greco. I mean, if he wants, I suppose if he wants one tune up before Kel Brook, maybe early next year. But, yeah, but I'm not. Yeah, I'm not particularly got much interest in watching Khan fight. Um, mm. The less people in the divisions now, as we say, he maybe does have big fights. So. Um, at the same time, I still watch it whenever it happens, but it's, it's been such a long draw-out saga already. I'd just like him to get a plan in place to, to get it on. Mm. It's, it's been long enough. It's been three, four years now, hasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Has it been too long, though, now? Is it a fight people really want to see? Yeah, but I think Brooke wants it, didn't he? He flew over to America, didn't he, to, uh, to watch it, but... Um... Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, even Brook himself hasn't had a great last couple of years, has he? So, 
No, true. Um, yeah. I think Khan's got a lot more to lose from taking this fight than Brook has. Mm. Yeah, he has, but, but I suppose it, it, does Khan have a lot to lose if he doesn't take it? You know what I mean? If he, if he, I, I suggested, and maybe this was just pie in the sky for me, but I suggested he took the Crawford fight because he, uh, he wanted to avoid Brooke. Um, Crawford was the easier option in the sense that he wasn't expected to do anything. He could take the fight, uh, and it turns out he could um, pretend he's got really big balls as well, and uh, and pretend he got hurt, uh, and there uh, and nobody can bat an eyelid. Whereas if he if he fought Brooke and then lost to Brooke. Um, that's that's something, but that's that's some defeat for him, isn't it? Um, so yeah, from Khan's point of view, now he's either goes out having lost to or having essentially quit a fight, whether which whether you like that or not, that's what the way most people are going to see it. Um, or he takes on Brooke uh, and has a chance to kind of redeem himself to an extent and and put um, put Brooke into in his place, really. But then, like I say, I think if you look at his career, um, Brooke, you know, he did enough good performances in there. If he didn't fight Brooke, he'd be a disappointment. But I, I could live with it. Um, so I think if he doesn't fight, if he doesn't fight Brooke, then he, he might as well call it quits. But um, I think that could fade, fade him into the memory. And I think I think Brooke probably needs him as well and has much like Calm used to change Mayweather. But Brooke's been chasing Calm for years and. Mm. If, if Brooke carries on, he'll probably stay at light middleweight and try and fight the, the Jarrah Herds and the Lara's of the world, who are fine fighters, but they're not colossal names that are probably going to bring him huge bucks uh, in terms of, yeah, in terms of, yeah, great, no, no try, really. He's probably not big enough to go up to middleweight. So I think, yeah, Brooke's in a difficult place. So, um, yeah, not, not, if they don't fight each other, it's hard to see where either of them go that's going to particularly be lucrative or. Thanks, I am for, for boxing fans uh, ongoing really for, for a while. Oh, to, to the final word before we dwell all night on there on Khan as well. Um, the final word for you then, Jono. If you're uh, you're the one that says you're a Khan um, fan, uh, what do you want him to do next? I kill Brooke. Uh, don't know if it's a bit late, it definitely is a bit late, but I'll, I'll, still, uh, I'll still tune in and watch it. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Um, okay, moving on, the, the other sport that we, we discussed, uh, okay, we did a bit of a, a preview last week, was the uh, the rugby and the uh, the Champions Cup that were played over the weekend. Um, Saracens played Munster, uh, and then Leinster played... Um, Toulouse. Toulouse. <laughs> What's, um, so Saracens... Won and uh, Leinster won effectively both the, the home teams. We discussed uh, a bit yes last week about um, both teams. Both those teams were playing if almost home games. Um, perhaps a bit harsh on Saracens to say it was a home game, but um, any thoughts? There was there was no surprises, was there, uh, Jono? Yeah, no. Um, just yeah, just watching both uh, this evening actually back on uh, record, and yeah, it was fairly. Uh, very comprehensive in both in, in different ways. The full carries were um, were very physical and very dominant in that regard. Mm. Um, Billy got man in the match as he was getting booed throughout the game for his uh, interesting stance for his Ralph for now. Um, mm. But he was um, he, he took it and responded very well. He was immense. I thought, I thought he told you probably in the better game actually. He was just flying into people and into rucks and just yeah clearing out everywhere and then. 
yeah, generally Sarries were a bit more street wise, a bit harder. Um, get Munster kept them to get penalties away, and Farrell keep most of them. Um, and yeah, Sarries just kind of squeezed the life out of them. Really, Munster didn't offer a line of attack. Um, whereas Leinster, I thought probably weren't quite as impressive, but, um, but yeah, it was Toulouse just kept giving stupid penalties away, and um, whenever they get back into the game, they, they then give away a penalty and give Leinster some more points. Um, I also thought Toulouse were. A bit conservative in some of their decision making, to be fair. A few times they had mm. penalties, they, they kept taking the points, which usually I'm a fan of, but they're behind the old game. And I think they eventually went to the corner about 70 minutes, but I think they could have gone earlier and they kind of left themselves too much to do, really. Um, but, but yes, Harry's and, Ter- and Leinster were the two favourites at the start of the tournament, weren't they? And um, yeah, it's probably the Mount Four in the final we all wanted. It was the core final last year with Harry's. Been had the greatest, uh, greatest few months and then ends to be, and I think this year it should be a, a Titanic clash, and uh, yeah, we'll see which way it goes. And Dan, from the Irish perspective, you uh, you pleased with the the results? Yeah, and I'm sure it'll be good for the next. Well, certainly up until the final, people talking about Farrell Sexton. Um, a lot of Sexton's been in great form recently, but that won't stop the papers writing about it, will they? Mm. Um, yeah, I mean, it was like you said, it was probably, it was no great surprise, and it was the, the two teams that deserves to both be there. So, uh, yeah, it should be a really good final. Yeah, I, I don't know what your thoughts are. Probably Saracens have the edge going into it. I don't know. Yeah, they haven't been great in the league, have they? Well, if you put the compared to their high standard um, each season, they're quite a bit away off Exeter at the moment, aren't they? So they're perhaps not having the as dominant season as they've had in uh, in in recent years, but um, yeah, unfortunately, I think it probably is going to be Saris. Uh, Saris will be slight favourites, Jono. Yeah, I'd agree. Uh, must say, I think they've um, yeah, in a, in a very yeah physical uh, frame of mind at the minute. They're, yeah, they're, their backs also are quite handy. And so Brad Barrett to sort of organise the defence, and then maybe mm. that'll. Um, yeah, no, he's, he's, he's another great for England. He was, um, he's been immense for Saracens, but um, yeah, it could come down to, to you know, the, the battle of the, the game line. He'll probably do, you know, he'll um, carry or kind of try and do the same thing that England did against against Ireland and try and smash them backwards. And, and they've got the players to do that. Um, and you know, they get a. Their pack is, is basically England's pack. Um, they're the good ones. Uh, and uh, yeah, I think. I think, yeah, Leinster haven't hit the highest of their own last se- themselves probably last season, really. And then Sexton. The Sexton was better on Saturday, and he certainly wasn't a Six Nations, but he'll, he'll need to up it again. Mm. Um, and yeah, just uh, which side, both sides are very well disciplined and, and probably get away with a lot of these dark arts and still get away with things. Yeah, if, if, they, if sides commit shoot penalties and, and give yellow cards away, that could be the sort of things that turn it really. But oh, yeah, I predict carries by three or four, something like that. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's fair enough. Um, before we uh, we come back to to football again, and we look at the uh, sort of the perhaps the, the home straight of uh, of the the season now, I um, just thought we'd have a quick mention as we're as Dan you, as you're in Sheffield, um, probably time to mention the uh, the Crucible and the snooker. Um, anyone been been watching that? I think I'll have to leave this to you two. <laughs> Yeah, putting putting Sheffield on the map. You should be uh, should, should be should be proud. Um, 
So, go on, Jalo, do you see what the uh, the upset was today? That's not right, Jamie, is it? Jamie Cahill, sorry, He's only um, only a twenty four year old as well from Blackpool, um, so uh, so yeah yeah like they like you said they did interview him before the uh, the tournament before the draw was made uh, as he was the the amateur and they interviewed him and basically said he's pleased to be here and um, if you had to choose anyone who'd you have and he said oh I'd have Ronnie uh, and then <laughs> lo and behold that's Ronnie who's he got um, but yeah. Uh, Opens up the uh, the week nicely. Other than that, there's been not been many shocks. So there was a ten nil from uh, Murphy, um, which, uh, which which was, was a shock, I suppose. Uh, not many, not often that uh, somebody wins. Uh, well, to zero. Um, but yeah, Selby went through. Um, Dings through. Williams is through. Uh, so Williams is last year's winner. Um, yeah. So he's struggling a bit, isn't he? I think he's uh, six or seven free down now. Uh, against a tight lad, uh, it'd be Trumpy Ding in the next round, so that, that would be a surprise. Mm. Um, but he, he's not out of here, so we'll see if Trump can pull that back. Uh, and Cale himself plays uh, Maguire next uh, next round, so uh, Maguire must be aging a bit because he's doing the punditry as well now. So he, he maybe uh, gives gives Cale uh, another opportunity to to strike a, sh- a shock. Um, yeah, I'm sure. You'll have a crowd on this side, won't you, for sure. Oh, um, definitely, yeah. So, well, yeah, you can enjoy yourself. Yeah, fair enough. Um, so there we go. So, Dan, you come back in the room now. We've uh, yeah. we've talked about uh, <laughs> talked about snooker. Um, so, yeah, finally, uh, Premier League. We've got three or four games left. I think three after after tonight and tomorrow night, and everyone's caught up. Um, just thought we'd do a quick the, the the three things that are up for grabs is um, Fulham and. Huddersfield have already gone down, so there's one more relegation spot. Uh, there's the excitement of top four, um, which is going to be between United, Spurs, Chelsea and Arsenal. Uh, and then it's the title between Liverpool and City. So, well, John, give us a quick quick prediction on, on those those three situations. I'll just give you a quick update on the, uh, the live sport that we've uh, just had. Uh, Tottenham has scored an 88-minute goal against Brighton. Uh, oh. win 1-0 Ericsson um, so that 
seems like South of Tottenham weren't having a good game at all, but I've linked in there, so that's, yeah, put them three points clear of uh, Chelsea with um, on four points clear of Arsenal, though Arsenal got a game in hand uh, tomorrow at Wolves. Well, that affects, but, um, uh, that affects both ends of the, the table, doesn't it? Yeah, Brighton could have, could have really done with that point. Then they're still three clear of Cardiff um, with three games to go, but yeah, it would have put them four points clear, at least a win clear of them. So, uh, yeah, a bit of heartbreak for Brighton, it would sound like. Um, so, hopefully, the, the Brighton will just about manage to hold on. Um, but, uh, yeah, that's looking... Uh, yeah, I thought they were out of it a few weeks ago, but you, you, do you just predict Gareth that they get dragged into it? And, um Interesting. Uh, Dan, what's, what's your thoughts? Yeah, I think I agree in terms of the relegation battle. Because um, I think, like Joe said, Brighton is it free clear. I think also they've got a superior goal difference as well as Cardiff. So, mm. Yeah, so it's um, effectively four points, isn't it? Yeah, so I don't know if Cardiff have got enough, but you know, sort of fair, fair play to them for being in it this late in the season. I'm not sure who both teams have got left. I know Cardiff have got to come to the final day of the season. Uh, Cardiff play Fulham on the weekend. And Brighton yeah, are away at Fulham. And Brighton have got Newcastle. Uh, Brighton are home to Newcastle. So both, both winnable games, you think, from really. Mm. But then yeah. Brighton, Brighton play United, um, City last game of the season. Yeah, Brighton then away at Arsenal and yeah, then uh, home to City. So they really do need to beat Newcastle, don't they? Mm. Whereas Cardiff are at Palace at home and then they're away at United, like Dan says. So, uh, not an easy running for Brian, to be fair. So, they do need to really be aiming to take three points at Newcastle. Not saying that, Cardiff sounds like they've probably got the more favourable running, but like I said, we, we, we sort of said they've probably uh, got at least four points to make up on them. So, I don't know if that's going to be too much this, this late stage of the season. Mm. So, yeah, I, I probably would say Cardiff to go down. Uh, top four, yeah. I think Spurs probably now got at least one of them, if not the third spot. Mm. Uh, I'd sadly say I probably would agree with Jono. I think Arsenal probably might take it. Uh, I don't think we're going to win tomorrow night. <laughs> I know you said, you're hoping for this big rally cry. Um, and, you know, also stopping Liverpool win the league. I think, you know, would that be enough to make the players? But, <laughs> no, I could see City being quite comfortable tomorrow night, 2-3-4-0. Um, 
Um, unfortunately, I'm going to the game. I was quite excited about it a couple of weeks ago, but <laughs> uh, and I'm going to the Cardiff game as well. I don't know if she'll just give up both of them tickets now and just. <laughs> um, I mean, the thing with the weekend was, I guess, say, sort of going on United. You know, despite I mean, it was a heavy loss, and I'm not downplaying that at all. But all the other results around us sort of meant it, it was a disaster. Mm-hmm. Um, Yeah. Yeah, wow, well, Yeah, I mean, that's not going to be an easy game, but we've got City and then we've got to follow that with Chelsea. Um, I mean, our last two games, I think, well, we should win them. It's Huddersfield away and Cardiff at home, but I think it really just depends what happens this week. But no, I think, yeah, I'll say Spurs and Arsenal are going to take, take third and fourth. Uh, the title, oh, begrudgingly, I, I think Liverpool are going to win it. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, think, I think we've been discussing this haven't we guys I think even though City haven't really had to get out of second gear and you know while you could say that's a positive thing I don't know with, with this running could that come back and haunt them um, I think Liverpool for probably quite a few weeks now have had to sort of scrape wins and that's shown they've got that fighting spirit which has probably been one of their downfalls the last couple of years mm. um, they've, they've always been quite good in sort of playing against the big six but when it comes to them sort of mid-table lower-table teams you know they were sort of getting nil-nils or you know possibly losing them but you know this season they seem to be getting wins there so um, yeah and I think City have got do we say they've got Burnley I think they've got Burnley this weekend away or possibly the following weekend which yeah. I think it's going to be I think mean, that'll be a tougher game than the United game for them to be honest mm. yeah I think uh, you're right uh, it comes back to again what we said at the beginning. Uh, what is what's Klopp going to be thinking with his squad rotation? Is he just going to mm. go for it in the final five games? Is, is that going to be impacted on the players? I don't know. But yeah, I think I, uh, yeah, Liverpool. I really hate to say it, but I think Liverpool are going to win it. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, is, is Brian the game you think they drop points then? Because it's I mean, if you expect them to beat. He's in the city's hands, effectively, still, isn't it? If they win every game, they'll win it by a point, assuming they both win out. Would they uh, see you've got Burnley away at Burnley, then uh, Leicester at home, and then they finish away at Brian? Is, is Burnley the one you think they potentially drop points at? Oh, yeah, I think Burnley's the one they're going to drop points at. Um, obviously, you know, you could say, despite what happened at the weekend, you know, tomorrow is a massive occasion, and I hope it does go the way that you said that it will lift the United players, but. I really can't see it. Like you said, since Solskjaer's been appointed, things have just gone to pot for us. I'm not really quite sure what's happened, but um, mm. obviously we've had some tough fixtures within that. But yeah, it, it, sort of, I'm, I'm going off now, I'm just saying United. Um, <laughs> no, yeah, I, th- I think it'll be the Burnley game that City could drop points at. And, you know, what they've, what they've, they've been really good at home or away this season. I, I don't think Leicester at home is a particularly easy fixture. No, Brendan, um, uh, Brendan going back to do us a favour, is he? Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, I don't know what you're saying, guys. Even the last, sorry, Kane and Gaz, but even the last game against Brian, if Brian are fighting for their lives, that's um, they're motivated at least to play City, aren't they? Yeah, I, I, personally, I think um, surprisingly enough, I think we will uh, win the league. Um, I think. <laughs> But I, I don't think it's against United, I agree. I think uh, United 
I mean, Solskjaer came, well, there was loads of stats going around yesterday from the, the United game against Everton. He, Everton had run four kilometres more than United players uh, in the first half, let alone for the, the rest of the game. Uh, Solskjaer had come out into the, uh, the press conference afterwards and said something about um, not all the players were motivated and he knew which ones, um, but he wasn't going to share who they, who they were. And you just think it's gone from what looking like a a lot of positivity around the around the uh, team to perhaps that was just peeping over the cracks. Um, I'll try and suppress the glee in my voice, but um, but yeah, maybe there's there's further issues for United. Um, I, I, yeah, I think City City against Burnley. I think is the interesting one. Um, maybe Brighton, but I, I have a horrible feeling that by then, if they're if they're three point if they're still three points clear of Cardiff, um, the Brighton game might not matter anyway. Um, so maybe I'm just pinning all my hopes on on Burnley. Um, yeah, and I, I think Cardiff have unfortunately left a little bit too too late um, for for Brighton. I think Brighton will just about stay up. Um, I think Spurs finish top three along with. Uh, do I think Arsenal? Oh, I'm not sure. I'm still not convinced by Arsenal, but I suppose they. Yeah, they, will they focus more on Europa League? Uh, good good results against Napoli. Um, yeah, I think Chelsea would be the only other ones. I mean, Chelsea got the easy fixture on on the weekend, so um, yeah, maybe it's uh, maybe Chelsea are the ones that are going to sneak in instead of Arsenal. Um, but uh, and then yeah, hopefully Liverpool win the league. But <laughs> but in, in like this is going to all change in, in well, I suppose in the next uh, in the week's time we could be uh, City could have sewn up the title and Cardiff could be back in it and uh, yeah, even United could have had a resurgence, I suppose. But. Um, yeah, that's probably yeah. Surprisingly, again, surprisingly enough, I um, I think uh, I think we, um, yeah. Well, hmm, yeah. I suppose I am. Um, <laughs> I think uh, I, I I think whether we whether we play, I, I suppose like you said before, um, the winner of the Champions League is probably coming from the Liverpool Barcelona game. And I think we've got enough to beat Barca. I don't think Barca have been that impressive, um, even in the league. They, they, they seem to be running away with it, but I don't think they've been that impressive. I think there's been more of a, a season where the, other, the chasing pack have been um, beating each other up and uh, losing soft soft games. Um, Barca in the Champions League, uh, I suppose they, they were impressive against United. Um, but other than that, uh, yeah, I, I don't think... I think the win is probably coming from Liverpool Barca, and I think Liverpool beat Barca. Um, and then the uh, yeah, we'll see on the see on the Premier League. <laughs> um, yeah, I think that's it for for to, for today's well for this week's uh, episode. Then thanks very much to uh, to Dan um, for joining us. And if people want to give us some barmaid questions, please uh, please let us know. Um, give us some questions to argue about and uh, and discuss. Uh, and if anyone wants to be a, a regular uh, regular you can be a regular like Dan um, please uh, please get in touch and we'll see uh, see what we can do um, so yeah thanks very much Dan thank you enjoyed it good you said all the right things well done <laughs> um, and uh, thanks very much Jono cheers yeah thanks Dan for coming on appreciate it and yeah look forward to uh, seeing you again and some more regulars uh, in between good